This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. The countdown is on as Gini Van Alden enters the final six months of his Liverpool contract and we're here with the latest episode from the Agenda on the Blood Red Channel to discuss what happens next. Could he stay? Will he go? And what can Liverpool do to make sure this situation doesn't play out again? Alongside myself, Guy Clark, the man with all the answers, our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst. Gorsty, happy new year to you. How are you keeping? Not bad, yeah. Um... Been off for a couple of days actually because it was meant to be going away for New Year, but obviously that fell through. So um, first day back and just trying to catch up with anything I might have missed and uh, looking ahead to Southampton. Yeah, it is going to be uh, yeah great game. Obviously the the one with Southampton as you say, but let's have a chat about Jeannie Vinealdum and, and I know you've been keeping abreast of this situation even prior to lockdown. It's something that we're basically getting on for a year now that we've been talking about this contract and what may end up playing out with it. Really interesting situation, isn't it? I think um, Liverpool can't be accused of, of dawdling or dragging the feet um, or kind of missing the mark with with pretty much all of their squad over the last three, four years in terms of contracts and tying down big stars. But um, the one glaring omission off that list is, is undoubtedly Gini Wijnaldum. I think if you look at the players who've signed, Pretty much in the Jürgen Klopp area. He was on the first ones, wasn't he, through the door with Joel Matip and Sadio Mane. But pretty much everyone apart from him has had a new contract. The only ones who haven't were the players signed in, in 2018, which um, it still doesn't feel like too long ago, to be honest. So that's Naby Keita, Van Dijk, Allison, Shikiri and Fabinho. Everyone else has had a new deal from Salah, Mane, Firmino, Henderson, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Origi... Um, you can go right down the line and, and, and you've all had new contracts, Trent, uh, Andy Robertson, pretty much all of them, except for Genie Wijnaldum, who, who still remains on the same terms he signed back in July of 2016, which is a long, long time ago now when you think of how far Liverpool have come as a team, as a squad, as a club in that time. And, and Wijnaldum is still on that same contract he signed when not a lot of people thought that he was going to be one of the shining midfielders in a team that is the Premier League champion. So, um it's a really interesting situation and, and one Liverpool will uh, be desperate that isn't kind of repeated um, elsewhere in the squad in, in the coming years. Is it fair to sort of say that maybe a bit of sort of complacency has creeped in here with a player who is so consistent for Liverpool? He, ever since he signed, he's been one of the players who's consistently been part of Jurgen Klopp's eleven, And yet, as you say, he's the only one who's not been given rewarded terms, even if it weren't sort of a, a longer stay at Anfield. Quite possibly, yeah. I think maybe for a long time, Wijnaldum kind of went under the radar from fans. Some fans didn't always see his contributions. You know, people have been big supporters of him from day one, but a lot of people seem to only see it when he he was when he was really outstanding and he, he was the game's best player. You know, some days he might have been a, a seven out of ten. Some days he, he's a nine out of ten. Um, so I think that could possibly be. Um, a viewpoint from a from a supportive viewpoint, but I don't think too many people inside the squad will have taken Gino and Alda for granted or, or have got complacent. It's a difficult one to kind of put your finger on as to why a player of such importance is, is now able to speak to clubs, you know, outside of England and sign a pre-contract agreement. It really is a strange situation. Um, I know Klopp is someone who, who she's, you know, he doesn't see it that way. He said last month, uh, or was it November, 
but um, he obviously stays, and it's just a question of how influential Klopp is, you know, behind the scenes in terms of what Liverpool are able to do with, with their contracts and, you know, how much they can offer Wijnaldum and, and what Wijnaldum representatives are asking for and so on. It's It really is just a, a, a really strange situation that Liverpool have found themselves in. I think, personally, I have a hunch that um, it's a case of... Um, with Wijnaldum being on the same contract he signed so long ago, if he wants a new one, what he could feasibly be entitled to ask for is probably might could even be a little bit too much to what Liverpool are able to to afford at the moment because obviously we know that they've had financial issues like most football clubs over, over the last year and um, they've added Jota and Thiago um, to that wage bill which was already one of the biggest in world football so could that be an issue? I think that possibly could form a bit of, of what the, the contract situation is. But I think, um, I just think it, it's looking even, you know, increasingly likely that, that uh, Juan Allen is sadly going to to leave, leave this summer on, on a free transfer. Yeah, that is the point, as you, you said there, that he can now, as of January, start talking with other clubs and agree a pre-contract to move on a Bosman deal during the course of the summer. But it doesn't quite feel, as you sort of hint there, that this is sort of a done deal that he definitely will be off. There might be room for negotiation, but it's what I suppose Liverpool can afford and what Genie Wijnaldum is prepared to accept. Exactly, yeah. I think Liverpool were in a similar situation with Emre Can a couple of years back and Chan's importance to the Liverpool cause probably wasn't as big as Juan Alms is now. You know, he was a very dependable midfielder who could play in a few positions and, and he divided opinion a little bit, but he, he was a good player for what Liverpool had and what Liverpool were at the time. But um, he obviously wanted um, pastures new and, and went to Juventus, didn't he? But um, it is a little bit different in, in Juan Alms case. I don't think... Um, I think... I, I mean, there's obviously reported interest from Barcelona, but I think Liverpool... I've been relaxed for, for quite a while with, with this particular situation. Um, it's just a case of, of what happens next. It, it, as I say, it really is an interesting one. And I think, I mean, I'd, I'd love him to stay because I think he, he's such a such an, an integral part of, of how this Liverpool team operates. You know, he, he closes off the space when, when uh, the full-backs go bombing on and he makes sure that Liverpool aren't susceptible to counter-attacks. And I think a lot of that kind of goes under the radar. But... Um, it's it's just a, a case of do, does he see himself you know he, what is he thirty years of age now this is probably going to be his last uh, last big contract a Liverpool prepared to offer him three years at the age three years it, you know there's, there's so many variables to this that I, I don't think you can say for, for definite what it is the one thing I would say is that there are people close to him who've said that he seems to be desperate to stay by all accounts so. Um, it would be great if, if that could kind of resolve itself. But the longer it goes on, the more inclined you are to say that he's going to be walking away at the end of the season. Yeah, and you reference Emre Chan that three years ago this summer that he walked out. I suppose it is important. It's got to be of the, the utmost importance for Liverpool that they aren't caught in this position. I don't think, I think James Milner and maybe Cuevin Kelleher's deals will be up at the end of next season. But even looking as far down the road as 2023, two and a half years from now, some big players whose deals are coming up and Liverpool will have to make sure that they do what they can to secure those futures so we're not doing one of these again in a couple of years' time. Definitely, yeah. I, 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 think, I think I'm right in saying that, that Alison Becker's got um, a, 
an extra year on his contract. I think it was a a, a possible six year deal if it was you know certain things were triggered. That that could quite possibly have already happened. Uh, we don't know that, so um, that could be one less headache that Liverpool have to deal with in the future. But the likes of Van Dijk, as you're saying, and Fabinho, two players who probably merit you know improved terms and, and additional years because of how good they've been to Liverpool over the last two years or so. Um, so I, I mean, I, th- I think of the players who who haven't signed new contracts, as we mentioned at the, the, the top of the show. There, I think Fabinho. And Van Dijk and, and and maybe Allison if, if that six year deal hasn't been triggered. I think those three are the ones that Liverpool will will kind of be looking at on the horizon, aren't they? Naby Keita and, and Jadon Shaqiri are the other two, but uh, players who aren't quite as as uh, integral to the cause at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, it, obviously Salah signed one didn't he in, in the summer of 2018, and Sadio Mane followed on in, in the November, I think, of that year. So. Um, Liverpool's top stars are tied down for for quite a while, but um, the longer the obviously it goes on, um, they start creeping into focus slowly but surely, don't they? And as you say, Liverpool won't want a repeat of, of the situation that they're in at the moment with Van Alden. No, certainly not. And uh, one of uh, Jeannie Van Alden's international teammates who has left Liverpool himself in the past, Ryan Barbel, has been speaking about exactly that leaving Liverpool and has sort of labelled it the biggest regret of his career to date and I suppose that sends a message to Gini Wijnaldum as you say personally he may well want to stay at Liverpool but it is one of those Liverpool now right at the top of European and world football fair to say that pretty much any club elsewhere may well be a step down yeah no question even Barcelona when you say there's been reported interest there with his former national manager, Ronald Koeman, in charge. Um, you know, any player wants to go to Barcelona, don't they? Let's face it, they are an incredibly um, illustrious club, uh, one of the biggest in world football. But in terms of, of a football perspective, I don't think you're looking across the landscape of European football now and, and seeing anything, seeing any greener grass, shall we say, than, than Anfield at the moment. Liverpool are really kind of up there with some of the, some of the biggest and, and the best in Europe. And will be one of the favourites for the Champions League, I'd, I'd imagine, alongside maybe Bayern Munich and, and possibly a Manchester City. So um, I don't think there's a, a massive kind of um, concern. You know, generally the players are looking elsewhere at the moment from Liverpool, like there has been times across the last decade with, with so many players, you know, Xavi Alonso, Raheem Sterling, Luis Suarez, you know, Javier Mascherano. Big stars who've left Liverpool to go on to, you know, Big, bigger and, and better things at the time. But right now, you know, you'd be hard-pushed to argue that that is the case for anyone looking to leave Liverpool. So that that does count in, in Liverpool's favour in this particular case. But um, as I say, it's, um, it remains to be seen whether that means that Wijnaldum will be tied down for another two or three years. Yes, certainly. Before we go then, the January window is open and I best ask you, Gorsley, are, are Liverpool going to be shopping in the January sales or what are we expecting? Yeah, it, it doesn't appear likely. I mean, uh, I've written plenty of times in, in match verdicts and analysis pieces that Liverpool are, are crying out for a centre-back, aren't they? Um, I think a lot of people would agree with that. They've got currently non-fit, non-senior centre-backs. Staff Phillips and Reese Williams are, are kind of the options alongside a defensive midfielder in Fabinho. As the Premier League title race really hots up and Liverpool go to a tricky away game at Southampton, Um so for me, with Joe Gomez out, with Virgil van Dijk out, with Joel Mata in and out of the team with fitness issues, Liverpool absolutely need 100% of centre-back this month. But the noises that you hear and, and the people that you're speaking to indicate that that 
might not be the case in Liverpool are kind of keeping the powder dry um, for a later date. So um, if that does be the case, um, hopefully the uh, matchup can get back sooner rather than later and Van Dijk and Gomez can carry on their, their comebacks. But um, for me, there's no question that Liverpool need a centre-back. But uh, we know that what um, some people might want and, and what the club feel is right are often um, miles apart, aren't they? Yeah, certainly. We've already spoken about the financial situation, even around maybe the renewal of Jeannie Van Alden's contract. So let's wait and see how it all plays out. Don't forget to stick across the echo for all of the match coverage ahead of the game with Southampton and all of the post-match content as well. But from myself, Guy Clark and Paul Gorse, thanks for joining us here on the agenda on Blood Red. Thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.